0: Hang on, I've got an eyelash so I've got to make a wish.
1: (laughs) I might need coffee.
0: (laughs) But my wish will come true. Very good. Hello and welcome to another episode of What The Factual. I'm Jill Smith.
1: And I'm Pete Moore.
0: Welcome, thanks for joining us again. This episode's going to be our Christmas episode. Ray. It's going to be like full of Christmas cheer. You
1: got the sleigh bells.
0: I've, I've got some sleigh bells knocking around.
1: Have you?
0: Yeah, listen. I wondered
1: why that reindeer was sat over there.
0: I don't mind Bob. Bob? Bob the reindeer.
1: That's a ridiculous name, for a reindeer. Is it?
0: I think it's a great name.
1: Bob the reindeer? Bob the reindeer. Yeah, fine. I'll go with that.
0: So it's me and Pete and Bob today.
1: If you hear any weird noises, we're going to blame Bob for the noises.
0: So today's episode, we're going to be talking all about different Christmas traditions and fun, unforgotten...
1: Christry. (laughs) Yeah. Christry.
0: Christry. Today's episode is all about Christry.
1: (laughs) History. Christmas. Christmas. Merged.
0: Up front, we will say that we are avoiding religion as best we can.
1: Yeah.
0: But there's a lot so, of fun X Well, actually oh,
1: is this, have I already jumped into something? Yeah. Christmas and Christmas.
0: A, yeah. There's a fun a quick fun fact about that. Go on. That the X actually comes from uh, in Greek when they say Christ. Right. It's like the first letter. Of Christ in Greek is X.
1: Oh wow! So all the people so who've been trying say, to avoid being religious by saying Xmas yeah, have actually, actually being been super religious, very religious.
0: Yeah, Orthodox Christian religious.
1: Wow. So, okay.
0: That wasn't. That's just a little fun fact. That wasn't even good start.
1: Part of the didn't even the know. Topic. I didn't yeah. even know to set just, you up for that. Yeah, you should have. Really should have prepared that better. But it worked. <laughs> it worked. Like, how are you about Christmas? Have you always been a sort of Christmassy? You know, you have people who deck all their um, houses out in the middle of November or early November, and sometimes October. Mm-hmm. And those people who are like really into Christmas and love Christmas. Are you one of them, or you are? Are you a Grinch? Are you a bar humbug? I don't can't wait till it's all over, kind of person.
0: I am usually jolly holidays all over the place. I okay. I, I love not just Christmas, but the whole like with. From, I'd say, about Halloween going forward. I love Bonfire Night. Yeah. I love Halloween. I love Christmas. I love, um, yeah, I love, like, the run-up to Christmas where you have the lights and the parties. And one of my favourite days in December is a little made-up holiday for myself where I basically put on really great Christmas music, which to me is from, like, the 50s because that was the best Christmas music. Um, Yep. We, like we're talking we're, Christmas etiquette. is great in the fifties. Frank
1: Sinatra,
0: yeah, Dean Apparently. Martin, um, and I wrap all my presents. And when I wrap presents, Whoa, I, I on. go. Well, all what out. sort of
1: date is this?
0: Well, depends how late I've left my Christmas shopping. It's well, that's normally... what I was going to
1: say. But so it's it's a different day every year.
0: Yeah. Oh well, that, that
1: doesn't. That's not a tradition, then, is it? It's just yeah. when you get sorted to do Christmas. Yeah. So what do you call this day? Jilmus. <laughs>
0: miss uh, for the church of
1: jill um i mean we've we've already touched on the church of jill. <laughs> was it the church of jill yeah. or what was the other oh yeah it was church of jill that's a <laughs> I think that's, so. a, that's a, a callback to episode two
0: yeah for those for of our, you uh, avid listeners who are still you know, still, <laughs> still, still with us, with after, us.
1: <laughs> after three three uh three episodes so mm.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm a big fan. I love all the, the lights and the fun and everyone's like, oh, it's Christmas, which mm. is a legit reason to do bizarre things. I
1: like that phrase that people just... It, it gets you out of so many things when mm. people go, it's Christmas. Yeah. It just means, what, you've just, what, you've... I, I Spent mean,
0: loads of money, drank too much, ate Christmas. too much. It's Christmas, yeah, I mean, it's totally fine.
1: I'm not going to work for a month. It's, uh, Christmas.
0: it's Christmas. Yeah, probably. it's fine, it's
1: totally fine. <laughs> gets you out of anything. Um so I, yeah, I'm with you on that. I I the day itself isn't necessarily the most important day of it all. It's mm-hmm. the sort of build up and the anticipation and the excitement. Yeah. And I also think it's good for it's great for kids. When I was a kid Christmas oh, was yeah. just fantastic.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I don't fun. want to be materialistic, but the little, you know, presents waking up to presents on Christmas day was that's the excitement do you know what I mean
0: and you open Tracy Island and it is the best Christmas ever you don't know what Tracy Island is no what the Thunderbirds
1: oh wow blimey (laughs) wow that was that was left field I didn't see that coming I was just
0: thinking about it the other day and I was didn't tell me to revise
1: Thunderbirds I've not seen Thunderbirds for years Mm. but I used to like Sabutio when I was a
0: kid oh yeah yeah Yeah.
1: I was the sad person my brother would never play with me so I just played Sabutio on my own (laughs) sad, though, isn't
0: it? Why wouldn't you play? Because
1: <laughs> it's boring, isn't it? He was like, well, I no. should just watch real football. Or I
0: remember play. playing, not to not to really rub salt on this wound, <laughs> but I remember playing with our other cousin, Patrick. So yeah. Patrick got Sabutio one year. So me, Neil, Patrick and Emma all played in Sabutio. <laughs>
1: and I was around the corner going, I no. wish somebody would just come and play Sabutio <laughs> with me. If only we'd had a what? WhatsApp group back then, it was Sabutio WhatsApp. Yeah, uh, I had. A, uh, there was another game. Did you ever play Super Cup Football? We're getting off topic. Super Cup Football. I've still got no. it. It doesn't work now, but
0: played. A lot it was of these
1: little six aside, and you'd like turn these little. Um, oh. It, like, so it made a really annoying noise. So whenever you were playing, it was going, mm, 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 and if you'd be like, you'd, you'd sort of turn these little joystick things, and they would control <laughs> the players, and you'd actually have a physical game of football on this little pitch. It was so cool.
0: And what was the noise?
1: Super cup mm, 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 mm. <laughs> It sounds like somebody shaving the back of your head at close quarters. <laughs> I mean, if you'd, if you'd ever played it, you would know I, exactly I mean, like, oh. that that is spot on. Yeah. Can I tell you my favourite Christmas? Yeah. It's. I mean, it's really, it's just family, nice family memory. We used to go to this part of Scotland every easter Mm. and for some reason this one year we had swapped and we weren't going at easter so we we managed to go on christmas week so we drove up in the car and got there and it snowed the whole time we were there and it was like on a lock in this lovely little it's like a cottage but on a sort of oh and it snowed and my mum and dad had put all our presents in the car so we had our Christmas day in this snowy scene that Scotland is. That's like,
0: amazing.
1: You that's couldn't write it. it yeah, was brilliant. that's and like we, the dream. Me and my brother were just like, this is great. And I guess I'd be like seven or something like that. I mean, I wonder if that any of that happened. And I think it's just <laughs> my, could be my romantic memory of it going, oh yeah, and it snowed. And my dad was, but it didn't snow. But
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It, totally it was really snowed.
1: snowy, yeah. <laughs> So have you got some boss Christmas history facts?
0: I have. And I'm going to jump in because the 21st is yeah. the winter solstice. So, and this is this is why...
1: I know. Peter I know. has...
0: Yes, yes, Peter.
1: Shortest day of the year.
0: Yes. Yes. So winter solstice, it's been a long-standing tradition all over the world to kind of bring in evergreens and a, basically a little bit of the outdoors inside and specifically with like a lot of trees and evergreens all that kind of thing, because it's kind of like they will last and they'll remind you that spring will come again and summer will come again. And, yep. you know, life goes on, blah, blah, blah. Um, and... It's
1: like Because every, everyone's only got like about, you know, a six month memory. <laughs> you know, it gets to... The, I don't, do you think it'll ever get light again? Well, it did last year, so why wouldn't it? Do you know what
0: I mean? So the solstice... Um, there's a lot, lots of singing, lots of candles. Um, there's been evidence that throughout history there's been lots of feasts on that day and the idea is that you, you basically celebrate the fact that it's the shortest, the longest night of the year rather than the shortest day. Um, and oh, yeah. specifically at Stonehenge, it's quite a big religious thing um, because at sunset the sun will shine directly through the central pillar.
1: So Stonehenge is actually built... In a, in its aspect, for a reason, yes, to tie in with the sun.
0: Well, we don't a hundred percent know the reason. And again, everyone, you, everyone without... used
1: to pray to the sun, though, didn't they? Sun was some still do. Oh yeah.
0: But I, without getting into the religious side of things, um, different traditions surround Stonehenge. But either way, winter and summer solstice, there'll normally be groups of people there to celebrate. Um, and again, it goes back to this tradition of. You know, it's it's the longest night of the year. So light up the dark, basically, and, and bring all the good stuff in, like be merry and feast and light candles and bring trees and, evergreens and and what have you in, which is back in Scandinavian times was the Yule Log, which was literally you would get a giant piece of tree <laughs> and bring it inside with the idea that it would burn for as long as possible over the festive period. Right. So you didn't have to keep bringing in... Different kinds kindling. of, exactly. It was gotcha. it was a giant piece of kindling that would last <laughs> the longest time, um, and a lot of winter traditions came from Scandinavians and or Vikings and that side of things. Yeah. So we all know the Christmas tree. We know and love the Christmas tree. We bring it in. We decorate it, and that's a relatively recent Germanic thing that in the UK we do because there was uh, George the Third's wife Charlotte and. Um, Queen Victoria's husband, Albert, both from Germany, who used to bring tree in, and Albert famously used to decorate it. And we love we love a trendsetter, so <laughs> we would follow what the king and queen did. So that's why a lot of us do that now, and that's why it's become so normal in the that UK. That was
1: Victoria's Albert. Yes. Yeah. So we're talking Victorian times.
0: Yeah, but prior okay. to that, it was George the Third's wife, Charlotte. Right. Queen Charlotte. But before that, it was Scandinavian and kind of... Um, Vikings, they would they would bring in like mistletoe and ivy and holly, and the original kind of Christmas period um, in some traditional Viking calendars is basically seen as a celebration of fertility and like a fertility festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is like mistletoe, ivy, and holly are seen as like fertility symbols. Um, and mistletoe, there's a couple of brilliant stories that I love. Either way you look at it, it became a very sacred thing and it was blessed. And the idea was, if you have that hanging on your house, enemies cannot fight. So no matter how...
1: Enemies cannot fight. Yes. So if If you you have mistletoe, yeah, Um, you can't... There's very little logic in it, but carry on.
0: (laughs) Because it was seen as, um, the ultimate plant of peace. There is a Norse myth about this, which.
1: I know about this.
0: Do you? <laughs> what Frigg's tears? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Frigg was the mother of Odin?
0: Is that right? No. No. Oh, Frigg, um, Odin's son, Balder. Yeah. Um, Frigg's son, basically, was, it was prophesied that her son was going to die. So she went to every entity in the universe and basically said she, she got them to secure an oath to say that, she's, that her son isn't going to die. But she forgot to ask the mistletoe. So Loki, being Loki and a bit of a minx, he Good makes name, an arrow way. out of mistletoe. Okay. Shoots Balder.
1: Right. Balder dies. Oh, and wow. Because
0: it was the one thing in the universe she forgot to ask.
1: Mistletoe. Yeah. But he made the arrow.
0: Yeah, some would argue... That it's his fault. It was Loki's fault, but that's I'm... not how these myths work. <laughs> they are they are merely the <laughs> catalysts, the arrow. If he had shot him with any other arrow, he wouldn't have died. It, it's a grey area. The point <laughs> is...
1: <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to dismiss it.
0: The point is... So, yeah, so his mum <laughs> is very sad about this. So she cries, and her tears mm-hmm. make the mistletoe berries turn to white but in doing so that resurrects her son so therefore after that mistletoe is seen as you know resurrection and love and peace and she's you know no longer annoyed at loki for shooting her son with the one thing that would kill him um and she's very happy about it and all the rest of it so that's why you bring if you have mistletoe in your house or hanging on your house your enemies are not allowed to fight your right. and eventually it also became that in some in some ways so
1: where does yeah where does this then come to we, we cut co- the kissing under the mistletoe.
0: Yeah so that there's what two that? there's a few different stories. One is that um Frigg was so happy her son was alive, she promised to kiss anyone she met under the mistletoe. Um I, I mean there's other stories I've heard that There's actually, other ways of
1: celebrating your son's resurrection?
0: Well, she was really happy about it, you know. Yeah, so because mistletoe, ivy, holly, those plants were seen as, you know, sacred and givers of life and all that kind of thing. And, and very lucky all the traditions that got associated with that, which is why we often make them into wreaths. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a classic Christmas tradition. You you might have a wreath on your door, yep. lots of like evergreen in there and all the rest of it. Not the Vikings. The Vikings wanted to do it differently. (laughs) So they basically used to make a thing called a sun wreath, which is basically where they would make a wreath, as you would, into a kind of wheel more than just a a, a circle. Okay. Um, And they would use mistletoe and all these sacred things. Mm. And then, because they're Vikings, they would set it on fire and roll it down a hill and that would... Set fire
1: to a village.
0: It would encourage... The idea was that this... Rolling, flaming wreath. Uh, Dangerous would...
1: ball
0: yeah. of fire. Yeah, that yeah. would remind the sun to come back and it would encourage the sun to come oh, out.
1: dear.
0: <laughs> and that's why we love the Vikings.
1: So th- these are the things that I, I quite... <laughs> the one year they didn't do that, they would have found out that the sun did come back but do you want to take that risk? Well, yeah, might as well, because how many people died in the, <laughs> you know, the burning, flaming villages that they set fire on every time they went wrong?
0: Maybe next
1: year, let's just take the risk, because we've lost quite a lot of the, the village. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, everyone got out because they saw it coming down the hill, brightly lit.
0: And then the sun was like, oh, there was something I was going to do. That's
1: it. I was was, going to burn. Oh, I'm already burning, but on the other side of the world.
0: (laughs) So then we move on to the Feast of Fools.
1: Now, this I like the sound of.
0: So this was actually like for years and years. So we're talking like. um, Back in the
1: day? Yes, back in the day.
0: Like Tudor Middle period. Middle Ages. Tudor period and before, yeah.
1: Tudor period. And before. As opposed to Tudor fact.
0: They. Be... Get it. Oh, we missed that. Tudor no, fact. We
1: just, just nailed it there, haven't wow. A Tudor fact.
0: Yeah. Carry oh, on. well, here's, here's a Tudor fact for us all. Get in. Um, yeah, so they would, there'd be the Feast of Fools in which you would have the Lord of Misrule. Wow. And this was this is... a genuine title that you'd basically find the commoner with a reputation for having a good time. Wow, okay. And at that... court, because we know it all happens a at court. F- few contenders for this in, I know. My, in my mind already. Carry on. I'm like, I could I think of a few <laughs> that would wear that hat very well. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Feast of Fools was basically for 12 days over Christmas, and you would have the Lord of Misrule who would organise revelry and pranks and fun and drunkenness. Genuinely, there was a lot in history about the drunkenness of this festival. Um, okay. And you would eat a lot and be merry and he would he would come up with games and entertainment and there'd be lots of singing and carols. Everybody loves a carol. Yep. Um, and dancing and all all this kind of like wildness. Um, and the thing that I love is this, happens sort of every year and then henry VIII, who we know and love now um Mm. well
1: i wouldn't say we know
0: we know him better yeah um (laughs) he actually banned this so this was uh, rife in his court for years this was like the pinnacle it was the best thing um and they really leaned into it they didn't hold back
1: Mm. but then in
0: 1541 yeah so towards the end of his relationship with catherine howard he okay. basically banned it and said, no, we're not doing that anymore.
1: So he's banned this, the Fools Festival. Yeah,
0: and the Lord of Mistrales, he got rid of all of it. He was like, no, we're not or doing it, it anymore. It just went boring. Yeah. Mm. But, I mean, this was towards the end of his life when he he wasn't the same and he
1: was oh. probably,
0: at this point, a little bit fed up of, you know, in his eyes, his wives getting too into the...
1: Well, yeah, well, he, everyone was meeting... The wildness. Yeah. But yeah. also, he. I mean, by this point, he... We're back on Henry VI now. Yeah. He was not in a good way. No. And you know that feeling when you, you're on you're at home. Yeah. Not on top form, maybe. If yeah. you've got bed sores and ulcers <laughs> and things. And then somebody calls you up and goes, Do you want to come down the pub tonight? You tend to kind of go, I would, but I just can't get off the sofa. Yeah. And that was I reckon that's the point he'd hit at that.
0: Yeah. Point. I think I think he was a little bit like I'm tired of the revolution. And if I guys. can't
1: be at the party there is no, no party. No one can be at the party so I'm I ain't no it.
0: party without Henry VIII.
1: Well, yeah. I mean
0: In his head. real shit. So shame. that was the
1: end of the Festival of Fools. Or was it did it come back?
0: Well, so then it came back. Good. Um but then what also happened and was the- <laughs>
1: bad i was never gonna say and uh, now they're uh now they're a political party hey! Hey, it doesn't matter <laughs> non-specific didn't say <laughs> so which one
0: um yeah so then we move ahead to cromwell and when oliver cromwell came along and the puritans came along and they basically banned fun they banned anything wow. that was approaching fun oh, so is, this
1: the, is this the dark ages
0: Are we in the Dark
1: Ages here? When were the Dark Ages? Because it sounds pretty. Oh, this is the Boring Ages? This is the Boring Ages. This
0: this was the 11. Dull days.
1: The Dull days. The Dull days. Uh,
0: This was the 11 years uh, from 1649 where Charles I was beheaded and we didn't have a king for a while and Oliver Cromwell and Parliament was in charge.
1: Okay. Civil War, all that Oh, we were a a republic. Yeah. Just
0: just for 11 years. (laughs) Yeah. And they basically sucked all the fun out of life.
1: Wow, um, sounds very familiar.
0: Mm. Yeah, they cancelled Christmas.
1: Sounds very familiar.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and so they got rid of the Feast of Fools.
1: Oh, is this? So we we're in the area of banned fun.
0: Yes. Doll so we it's days. Oliver Cromwell. He's sucking all the fun out of life. Oh. Um, there's eleven years where they move away from traditional Christmas and and winter like festivals and fun and wow. singing. Because they're like it's idolatry and it's too Catholic and it it's not it's not how you should worship basically, um, so therefore they basically ban festive foods, they ban singing, they ban dancing, they, they ban
1: banned pigs in blankets. They
0: got rid of the pigs and the blankets. They they took it That's, so seriously. They're taking it too far. That basically people started having secret Christmas festivals like
1: prohibition christmas
0: it was prohibition christmas C- so they Pro-i-
1: pro no, it doesn't, doesn't matter i've got to so... stop trying to make <laughs> words
0: <laughs> so they would if if you so with your family you might sneakily like sing some hymns or you know have... you merry...
1: that's not a hymn very
0: quietly <laughs> but...
1: not... apparently in wish where merry christmas isn't a hymn is it move on um, um... Sorry.
0: Yeah, so people would be having secret Christmases.
1: Did they give each other secret presents and they didn't know who they were from? It's from a secret,
0: secret Santa? <gasps> it would have been the original Secret Santa because wow. you couldn't overtly show so that you were celebrating. So, But naturally, at that time of year, people like to sing and dance and be a little bit merry, you know? So people would just, it's a habit and, and why, why to not, eh? So people were kind of having these sort of secret Christmases. And it got to the point where in 1656, Mm -hmm. there were actual soldiers on the streets of London to make sure that nobody was buying food that could be seen as festive around that time of year. Wow. Um, They would make sure that people weren't celebrating in secret, that no one was sort of singing in pubs. And actually on Christmas Day itself, they were making sure that everybody was at work and the market carried on and it was a normal day which is ironic because if it was on a sunday then you were supposed to be very devout and uh, quietly religious that day so yeah. but if it was christmas day then no everything had to carry on as normal wow yeah
1: yeah Great. so scrooge took over christmas yeah for, for a 11 few years, years. Wow.
0: and then 1660 the restoration and boy did we have a party with charles ii for a while
1: so the restoration was the restoring of all, all, the, all the, Christian traditions, is it, or Christmas? Yes, but
0: more than that, well it, was, it was theatre and arts and music and all these things. All the that, fun came back. Yes, the fun came back, which Getting. is why Charles II is very much the fun king that we all need.
1: Dull days are over.
0: The dull days are over. <laughs> <laughs> so the best thing about carols is apparently it literally means to dance and sing in a circle, like if you look at the Latin, the French origins of the words, right? that's what it means. Nice. And the reason that we go door to door doing it is because there were some people who liked to take it quite literally and wanted to sing about and dance about in a circle, which was ruining Christmas masses because they're quite serious. And that wasn't seen as serious enough. So the church basically were like, if you're going to do that, do it's it like outside. It's like when people come
1: straight from the pub to midnight mass and they come in and go... oh yes sorry sorry Uh, oh come on they're not taking this seriously yeah and they were out
0: yeah and out they would go so they would go door to door and do it instead
1: so what you could say is they just need their own little place to put their bit of christmas cheer and maybe christmas mass in a church is not
0: not the moment the best dancing around in a circle yeah, so off, off they went, door to door. And that's...
1: It always reminds me of um, <laughs> when, back when we were kids. It, what You know, c- c- carol singers that come to the door, mm. you get the knock and you're like, mm, are you expecting anyone? No. Then you open the door and there's just two little kids outside going... We wish you a merry and immediately my dad would like say, No, thank you and sort of go, <laughs> and I'd be like, Dad, what's it? And he goes, Well, wow, they're not classically trained, they don't they've got the words they just sang the same verse twice. It's not even the right words. Okay.
0: <laughs> they were five. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Also I feel like where we were, you'd get those cheeky kids that just wanted some money. Hey.
1: Well, all, not all for themselves. Unless you're classically trained. <laughs> you have a fantastic all that singing. <laughs> Learn the words first off. <laughs> we wish you a happy Christmas. What? What?
0: <laughs> so moving on to Boxing Day. Unless do you have any Christmas traditions or?
1: Well, I had the facts about the. Well, I did have a couple actually. One was Boxing Day, so we can come on to that. But the other one was the traditional gift of the Christmas tree for Trafalgar Square. Oh, yeah. From Norway. Every year, Norway gifts the UK a Christmas tree. And we all Mm kind of know that. Yeah. And it's been going since the Second World War. 1947 was the first year that they they gifted us a tree from Norway. But the reason is, um, during the Second World War, Germany basically um, occupied Norway because Norway was a neutral country Mm. and uh, during the occupation the government and the royal family from Norway managed to get out and found safe haven in London so we welcomed them with open arms and gave them a place to survive the war and ever since they've been that's why they give us a tree. Grateful. Yeah. Ah. So there you. Um, not very funny, but nice.
0: I like it. I know. I remember last year, they um, the tree arrived and it was a bit battered, and everyone was like, "Norway,
1: how how could you?" Norway, man, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing with your trees? It's turned up all battered, like. <laughs> that's not very good, Jordy. That's all I hear when you say Norway. <laughs> Norway ain't giving us a battered tree Carry on That's not a very good Geordie and I (laughs) apologize To all my Geordie friends
0: But Norway were like (laughs) We sent it fine
1: Oh So so they're blaming FedEx Santa Claus Everybody loves Santa Claus What colour suit does Santa Claus wear Jill
0: Santa Claus or Father Christmas?
1: Oh, you splitting hairs <laughs> kind of person. Is there, is there a difference? Are you was this something? Are you are you going to tell me about Father Christmas or Santa Claus? Uh,
0: I think I I think what's happening here is it's a pincer movement, and we're both coming at it from <laughs> different sides, but we'll get okay. to the same place.
1: Okay, this is this is a it, I'll just dispel a myth. Okay, which is that. A lot of people will tell you that the the basic fact was that Santa, and I'm going to stick with Santa, I'm just going to call him Santa, mm. he was always in a green suit, traditionally, green, sometimes even other colours from mm-hmm. other, back in different, depending on the, the imagery that you find. Why I couldn't say the word imagery properly. Um But then everyone goes, ah, but then he was only made red thanks to Coca Cola Mm. and their heavy advertising campaign around Christmas. Do you think that's true or not true?
0: I know it's not true.
1: Okay. I don't know why I'm asking you. Like you haven't been researching for a a podcast episode about Christmas. But (laughs) that's fine. (laughs) No, okay. So. All I'm going, all I was going to say was the uh, it was it it would have worked for a chew the fact to test you and see if you believed the myth, which mm. was that Coca Cola changed Santa's suit from green to red. Yeah, but in fact, it is not true, and I was, as usual, duped into believing the myth. Um, and it was in fact Thomas Nast. The first time that Thomas Nast's cartoons appeared on harper's weekly was in 1863 so that is a whole 90 years before coca-cola lent into the whole red santa and the was, advertising campaign i was they, gonna
0: say it's a smart move on their half to like lean in and be like oh yeah we're, yeah we're very much
1: we have the power we're gonna
0: take take credit for this
1: yeah or associate. it i do love the uh It's really bad, but I love the Coca Adverts at Christmas. The the holidays are coming. That's exciting. You know, when it goes through the the snowy scene and the trees and the train, you just get a glimpse.
0: And it was, as a kid, it was just a massive train
1: full of Coca Cola.
0: I always thought it was full of presents when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, but if the presents are just bottles of Coca Cola, then yeah.
0: No, in my head, it was just presents. They wasn't really to related Coca-Cola
1: people, <laughs> to coca-cola
0: then. at all for me
1: <laughs> by the way we're not sponsored by coca-cola we would be sponsored by coca-cola <laughs> if there's anyone from coca-cola listening
0: <laughs> Who makes that work? we love coca-cola <laughs> uh,
1: and other colas are also available lesser colas are available
0: so all i was going to say is um on the father christmas santa claus oh yeah. front um
1: your hair splitting
0: my hair splitting ways, yeah. you know, you know me. I like to split a hair. Um, it was just that basically, he was an amalgamation of different characters throughout history, including our favourite Odin, who we've already mentioned because he used to, basically, apparently in the winter, fly across the sky in a sleigh, and he'd bring wow. light and gifts and that kind of thing. So that it kind yeah. of kind of comes from that. So Saint it's not Nicholas. just Saint, yeah, Saint yeah, Nicholas. Classic. He's the famous one, the kind of European one.
1: Green, um, green suit. Green soup. Sometimes blue.
0: Sometimes blue.
1: Sometimes tan. Really? Yeah, if he'd been away for the summer. Well, can I tell you about Snapdragon? The browser. No, we're not sponsored by them. <laughs> I am literally reading this because it's. I don't want to get it wrong because it's so ridiculous. We're back with the old uh, Victorians. Oh, they
0: love a tradition. They so were not
1: aware of health and safety. That's putting it mildly. Snapdragon was a game. Snapdragon, this game was often played on Christmas Eve. Players took a bowl and filled it with two dozen raisins. That two is dozen. 24.
0: hmm
1: Correct? Brandy or rum was poured into the bowl, set on a table, and then the liquor was lit on fire. Players (laughs) risked burning their hands by plunging their fingers into (laughs) the bowl to capture flaming raisins. If any players managed to fish out a raisin, it had to be popped into their mouth.
0: Even if it's on fire?
1: Well, yeah. Losers for this game, and this is where we start to err into weirdness i mean it it wasn't weird enough
0: (laughs) yeah only now we're getting to the weirdness
1: losers for the game had to perform some sort of task what can you think like imagine if somebody said to you right you've lost the game of snapdragon where you know so so bearing in mind you want to lose this game you don't want to set fire to yourself
0: I've lost, I've already lost at plunging my hand into a flaming Correct. bowl to get a yeah. tiny razor. The
1: winner is literally an A&E getting treated for yep. minor burns, major burns almost. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So me, the loser, yeah. I now have to complete a further task.
1: Well, this is the forfeit, which is, doesn't sound, I mean, I'm going to, I was going to say. Is
0: this going to be ideas for our forfeit for Chew the Fact?
1: Very much not. Okay, <laughs> and that will become clear why One possibility was kissing every woman in the room <laughs> <Every woman. sighs> Which might make a man want to lose on purpose <laughs> But usually another lady accompanied the man And did the kissing for him but I don't know what's going on here. Other possible tasks included complimenting a chosen lady without uttering a word, including the letter L. Okay. That's quite hard. I mean, it then says, this goes on to say, like a deranged version of Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> if Sesame Street's not deranged enough on its own.
0: What? What? It's like,
1: that's like trying to teach the alphabet without one of the letters in it. And anyway. you could
0: say, like, you have nice hair. That's, That's a compliment for yeah.
1: that now. Oh, all right. Oh, you've played this before. <laughs> You're a Snapdragon you call professional. You <laughs> um, I think it, I definitely it played. It all basketball. just sounds like excuses to kiss people or inappropriately set their, you know, what? I don't know. But it's Christmas. Yay! Let's all do weird stuff. Snapdragon had a less risky counterpart counterpart played called flap dragon oh no <laughs> <laughs> i mean what do you do i mean flap it's dragon? <laughs> it, it can't be any worse it's a less risky it's the um, last fire involved players placed a lit candle no <laughs> <laughs> it's still fire it's i mean there's definitely a theme people are just constantly trying to set fire <laughs> to stuff i
0: mean it does make a game risky
1: yeah players placed a lit candle into a jug of ale and try to take a sip without burning their beards, eyebrows or hair. So again, most players ended <laughs> up in A&E. So the tradition of ending up in A&E and on Christmas Eve so has never really left us. If we want
0: to embrace these Victorian traditions mm. in modern society, what we really need to do is add an element of fire into your average game yeah, night. Yeah, just,
1: const- just wear fireproof clothing at all times.
0: Well, if next time you're playing Monopoly... Uh, someone can't pay the rent.
1: Yeah, you set, set fire to their little dog. Fire. Yeah, I mean the playing piece, not their actual dog. That yeah. would be very well. Although in this but world, that could be... they probably would. That's if you lose a game of Snapdragon. Um, sorry, we're going to set fire to your dog. The the, there's the rules. That's the rules. Don't know. don't hate hey, the and It's hate Christmas. The game. It's
0: Christmas. So your
1: dog will probably be fine. Do
0: you know? Do you know what you could play on on Boxing Day in the Elizabethan era? uh Gone. Shoe the
1: mayor. I mean, I feel like I've played this game, (laughs) but go on,
0: run it past me again. If you had to guess
1: what shoe shoe the the mayor mayor. might
0: be as a game.
1: Okay, so the mayor depends on whether it's spelt like the mayor as in the lord mayor of a town. And you have to go and shoe them out of town.
0: Like uh, a horse mayor.
1: Horse mayor. Um, You have to put horseshoes on the bottom of their sort of without getting kicked in the face or set on fire <laughs> but actually you have to set the, the horse on fire to make it really dangerous so it's constantly trying <laughs> to kick you
0: so even even better than that there's no real horse oh. you just you choose you nominate a person and they have to and i i quote um run around like an unruly mare and you have to chase them and try and put a shoe on their bare feet. Wow. Mm.
1: Okay. So you're basically so just... So basically dressing a toddler.
0: Well, it's, it's normally a grown-up.
1: I know, but I was just saying, you'd get <laughs> oh, practice in uh... if, you, if you had a toddler <laughs> trying to... Come here, you're going to football, I've got to put these on. I don't want to! <laughs> Whee! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like shoe in a mare. <laughs> Um, can I throw in a little Christmas one? Yeah, I'm going to just do it as a little quiz question. Mm-hmm. This came in from one of our our avid listeners. I say oh. one of our avid listeners. Our avid listener. I, she, yeah, she's our listener. I we'll just call it that. Yeah, she's she's. We'll protect her privacy. We'll protect her privacy, and she will also remain. Our she basically claims to be our number one fan if we had a fan club
0: if we had a second fan then oh, maybe yeah. it would be contested but yeah that's true but yeah she's she's our if there's listener. anyone
1: listening now who is not this person mm. you're already in the running to be yeah. our second best fan yeah so how's that make you feel
0: well done
1: anyway so she's written in and she said did do, do you know this what do you think, so Jill question for you, mm-hmm. what do you think 3.6 million Japanese families treat themselves to on Christmas day as a tradition? 3.6 million Japanese, Japanese families. families enjoy this on Christmas day.
0: Is this, is this like a game or a food? Does it involve fire?
1: I'm not going to give you any hints. Oh, it might treat uh, themselves too. I mean, fire, fire has been involved, but they, they're, they're, it, there's no danger of setting themselves on fire, so they're not as mad as the the Victorians, or okay. indeed the Norse people.
0: Um,
1: hot chocolate. I mean, miles away. The answer is KFC. Really? Yeah, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Every Christmas season, an estimated 3.6 million Japanese families treat themselves to Kentucky Fried Chicken in what has become a nationwide tradition.
0: Oh. Yeah. KFC
1: like that KFC... Demand is so high for KFC on Christmas time, people are queuing outside the shops. 1970, first KFC to open in Japan. The owner, manager, Takeshi Okawara... Dreamed up the idea of he overheard a couple of foreigners in his store talking about how they missed having turkey for Christmas. Okawara hoped a Christmas dinner of fried chicken could be a fine substitute. So he began marketing his party barrel as a way to celebrate the holiday. So basically, he he, one guy Mm. overheard some foreigners missing turkey and he went, got an answer to that. Get Have a barrel, a barrel of of Big barrel of chicken at KFC. And that was from one store in 1970. And by 1974, KFC in Japan took that nationwide. And I would it's love been an absolute tradition ever since. It's great, man. But, it's just, yeah. but I'd never heard of that.
0: No, me neither, didn't I?
1: So um, thanks to our listener. Yeah. For our, oh, she's brilliant. She's, I mean, we need to this give is her why a she's writing a number credit. Fan. She's number one fan.
0: So, like Christmas Day itself, we're we're stuffed full of facts, you know. We've we've eaten and drank and been merry, all about Christmas. Yep. So now it's Boxing Day. Uh, you can play a lovely game of Shoe the Mare. Yep. And it's or also snapdragon. or Snap Snapdragon if you're feeling risky. <laughs> yeah, so Boxing Day is the game for it's the day of games. Right. So traditionally, after you know having a big meal and family day in on Christmas Day, Boxing Day was all about getting outside um, so the aristocracy in this country back in the day it'd be a big hunting day you'd yeah. all get outside and go hunting and that side of things yeah. for the more common man shall we say, you'd play football which is why it's become a tradition to have a lot of football on Boxing it's Day.
1: A, it's either hunting <laughs> or football no in between
0: or shoot the mare, they're your only option. Shoe the mare
1: they're your only options. But the mayor's so, probably out hunting.
0: Oh, yeah, it's busy hunting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if you see a hunt going over, try and kick a football at them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's always like this very traditional sporty day, the idea that you yeah. get out where you've been inside the day before, work, have some of those calories, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it's also St. Stephen's Day, technically, and he was basically patron saint of the poor and charities and giving. They oh yeah. all are saints, mm. but... St. Stephen quite particularly. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason, um, there's a few different origins of why it's called Boxing Day, but it basically boils down to the fact that whether you were, if you were working like in the Victorian times, Mm -hmm. you would normally be given a box from your employer Um, as like kind of a a gift for the year and like some food. and Christmas bonus. Christmas bonus of sorts. But it was in a, a literal box and or... Some places would give boxes to the poor and it'd be, yeah, basically be your, your, what we'd call an unboxing day now. Oh, Here's
1: all I the influences would be yeah.
0: unboxing.
1: Um, so I also read on this, there was, there's mm-hmm. something to be said for the fact that weren't some leftovers and not so much mm. leftovers food wise, but it, things were given to, uh, yeah, the 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 needier people who didn't necessarily have the greatest day on Christmas Day maybe
0: yeah it Um, was basically it's a big big charity day is the idea
1: yeah which is a good thing because gifting giving people things at Christmas it's not just about materialism
0: and also sharing the wealth you know if if you're doing all right share the love with someone who isn't so much I think yeah Um, I almost feel like we've lost that a little bit now sort of modern day boxing day traditions are. i think
1: you meant our podcast was spiraling out of control then i mean i think we've lost it oh okay well what do you want to do jill do you want to just switch off um i see what you mean Um, yeah yeah it's now it's you know
0: sales and boxing day sales and that kind of thing oh god yeah i mean black
1: friday and people fighting over tvs Mm. and shops and stuff that's not a good look
0: yeah and like some people well i mean we're just
1: talking about materialism and capitalism. capitalism Yeah. (laughs) Keep it light. Keep it light. (laughs) Oh, favourite Christmas film? Snowman. Wrong. What? Muppets Christmas Carol.
0: Oh, yeah, that's up there.
1: The Snowman is good.
0: It is one of my, I will watch it every year. Yeah. I will cry every year. Yeah. It is beautiful. And that hand-drawn animation, oh, kills me. Plus also... Kills him as well. I'm not over it. Um also the weird intro with David
1: Bowie. David's What? I don't remember that.
0: Yeah. There were well, there were two intros. The original one was the author and it was a, a God rest his soul, a slightly angry man stomping around a field and I was like, "What?" So then they re- I don't remember any of this. They re-recorded it. David Bowie, bleach blonde hair, up in the attic being so charming and just being like, <laughs> I got a scar from a snowman. I'm going to tell you the story about oh, the snowman. Oh, and it's,
1: yeah, he's actually got the blue scar. Yeah. Oh, I do remember that. but I don't remember it being Bowie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What? Watch it again. David Bowie. Brilliant. Chew the fact.
1: Chew the fact. So it's 2-0 to you. It's 2-0 to me. I did have one, but I basically put it in as mine was Santa. So don't yeah. tell me I haven't done my homework.
0: You kind of haven't done yet. I'll let you off. I'll let you Whoa. off. <laughs> okay. No. So you're I, going to
1: take over. Then. I'm
0: going to take over this one. Mm-hmm. You can do the next episode. Yep. Um, because I have a very fitting one for if you are listening today on the 20th of December. Debris. It's Saint Thomas's Eve. Ooh. So and that is a night known as divination of love.
1: Oh, mm. I don't even know what the word divination means. Oh, divining it. Yeah, like oh, okay. yeah.
0: Um, uh, <laughs> so my, my question to you is this. So a little bit of background first, St. Thomas, mm-hmm. um, he was known to ride around the streets at midnight in his fiery sleigh. Fire again. And he would go to the graveyard where he would raise everybody by the name of Thomas and they would all go to the cross of the church, and they would pray and he would bless anyone named Thomas and then they would return to their
1: graves. And And if you were walking your dog past the graveyard at that point... You'd think you'd had too much rum. You would go spare. Yeah. Um, Okay, so So, you've walked past with your dog, you've seen this scene where he's raised a load of corpses... Yep. out of a graveyard, yep. they've all gone to church and gone, we were all called Thomas, what are the odds? Yeah. Celebrate, Yeah, then they jump back in the graves, and then no one's the wiser.
0: Yeah, and anyone called Thomas will be extra blessed. Okay. But what, I hear you ask, uh, if you're a single lady? Oh. Well, St. Uh, yeah. Thomas might be able to help you with your dilemma.
1: Well, if you want to date a dead guy called Thomas,
0: he might be able to help with that for sure.
1: Okay, um,
0: and it's not my the ideal question to you. Mm. So there is a tradition that if you're a single lady, you can peel a bit of fruit or a vegetable. Okay, say an apple. Yeah, and you put it under your pillow. Okay. You ask Saint Thomas to send you a lover.
1: So he, so that you have to peel the apple is the point.
0: Or would you?
1: I was, I was just part of the quiz or something. Um, <laughs> you lose. You've got like a quizzical
0: face. Oh, it's my quizzical face. Okay. So, and you, you, yeah. So you, you're a maiden. You're, you're, you're putting your peeled apple under your pillow, and you're saying to Saint Thomas, "Send me my love,"
1: right.
0: and then you fall asleep and in your dreams you see the face of your future love
1: okay sounds sort of nightmarish as well is but also oh so you wake up and you go oh, i've met oh no it's just a dream that's frustrating
0: <laughs> but at least you know who they are
1: well but then how do you yeah. how do you know who they are you just know what they look like yeah you need the name and address and some sort of location oh that's the same as an address you know you need more information, I would argue. That's this really is a one flawed scheme. That's
0: really one for you to take up with Saint Thomas.
1: Well, the man, I will. the fiery Where chariot.
0: The, the man who raises the dead and has a fiery chariot. So, you know, pick your battles.
1: Yeah, fair fair point. Um, um
0: do you think that is a <laughs> true tradition?
1: <Leviticrous>? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a rubbish. But true or
0: false? In that, that's a tradition that you can do in St. Thomas's
1: um, Eve. So, you're asking me whether this is a real thing that people genuinely put an apple under their pillow in order to see what their future love looks like in a dream, which is impossible to remember because we all know when you wake up in a dream and you go, Oh, that was a good dream, but then oh, I've forgotten it. The fact that that is an important dream that you have to remember in order to track down the one person that you're meant to fall in love with. This is what you're saying? Yes. And you want me to say whether this is ludicrous and insane and stupid or something that people actually do?
0: It can be both. That's true. But is is it a genuine tradition? Or have I just made the whole thing up? I
1: mean, why would you make all that up? I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and if it's not true, and you've made all that up, we need to have a conversation. I'm going to say it's true.
0: You're correct.
1: No, I'm not. I look at your face.
0: But not entirely, because oh. they don't put an apple under their pillow. That would be silly.
1: Oh, yeah. So the, you said a peeled apple as yeah. well. Not So that's not the...
0: No, you, you obviously put a peeled onion. Why wouldn't you put an onion? <sighs>
1: you you've been devious <laughs> devious Jill.
0: yeah
1: oh okay so it, so all right so you've got another point out of me by being a little bit yeah mean. i'm just
0: saying your next one
1: yeah gotta, i've got to go gotta even go, more devious gotta go hard. okay
0: um because yeah basically they would they would peel basically there's a red onion that's a type of red onion that's apparently a saint thomas onion
1: Right. So if I, those, onions, it... <laughs> if I knew my onions, if I knew my onions.
0: If only you knew your onions.
1: I don't know my onions.
0: So yeah, you would peel this onion, chuck it under your pillow. Yeah. And you say to St. Thomas, good St. Thomas, do me right and bring me my love this night that I may view him in the face and in my arms may him embrace. So in some scenarios, <sighs> you believe that St. Thomas is going to send them to your arms and if not your dreams, either way.
1: If you wake up and there's a guy in your room,
0: it's fine because Saint Thomas said so. Brilliant,
1: yeah. Okay, (laughs) sounds yeah. This is, I mean, have we actually uncovered anything today that we would like to (laughs) like to bring back? (laughs) Do you you know what assumptions? This is the most nightmarish impression of Christmas we've ever given anyone. (laughs) People setting each other on fire, villages burnt down thanks to wheels of fire. It, I don't know. Yeah Christmas just 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 get through Christmas safely people person Yeah
0: One to listener. our avid listener just be safe out yeah. there avoid fire avoid yeah. onions you know well
1: no onions are all right <laughs> just about as long as you don't set them on fire and chuck them at people or try and put them in a bowl of burning rum and <laughs> fetch them out um just stay safe that's all I'm saying
0: Yeah so have have a lovely Christmas
1: keep the fire blanket handy at hand yeah um, when you're playing Snapdragon and, and uh, we've reached have we reached the end of the Christmas special we, Christmas we special we
0: have the Christmas special has
1: come to a close um, what be, I, I think are we going to do should we do a new year yeah new year's resolutions because we I don't know I've got all squeaky but, <laughs> but yeah we're thinking of we've got Because there's so much other stuff about the sort of seasonal period. Yeah,
0: those Vikings get up to more hijinks. I
1: mean, we're never a long way away from talking about Vikings. But then we will, yeah, we can see you next week in a potentially equally seasonal but less Christmassy, hopefully more safe, less fire and danger yeah or is no your, your face is still saying you know, there's <laughs> well, probably going to there's, be there's some... Vikings
0: involved so they're right. a bit of fire just, they, they are, yeah, right. a bit of fire but yeah so until then
1: yeah thanks for joining us on What The Factual
0: and we'll see you next time see you later get in touch at whatthefactualpod at gmail.com
1: Follow us on Twitter, latterly known as X, at WhatTheFactual,
0: or on Instagram, at WhatTheFactualPod.